What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Overstated Podcast. We got a good, good, good episode for you. There was an NBA trade. A trade, finally. Are we going to get a bunch more trades? Are we not? Who knows? But I cannot wait. But before we get to that, we would like to bring on a new member of the NBA Overstated Pod, Mikey Beyer. Uh, He has been a good, good friend of mine and Brett's for a long time. He is a diehard Portland Trailblazers fan. He grew up in the Seattle area. He also was a diehard Supersonic fan. Fuck you, Clay Bennett. But yeah, man, he's going to come on. He's going to be producing for us a little bit, kind of going to get the ring of it. And he's going to be on this podcast every single time. Sometimes he may talk a lot. Sometimes he may take a back seat, but he is going to interject. He's going to provide us with stats. He's going to do topics. He's going to eventually, he's going to kind of produce the whole show with his ideas. And we could not be more excited. So Mikey, man, how you doing, dude? Welcome. I'm good, man. That's a, a big introduction. I appreciate it. I, uh, Really just here for the ride along today and kind of see how you guys do things. And I'm happy to be kind of folded into the process. You know how much I love and appreciate you guys and uh, everything you've done for our group and just basketball in general. Just talking basketball with you guys is so much fun. Uh, I'm excited to see what I can bring to the table. Thinking about reaching out to, you know, get some new advertisers back to the show. I'm thinking something like, uh, Let's go. I don't know, maybe like Alpha Brain and Alcohol. I reached out to both of them separately. <laughs> And I haven't heard back yet, but like just knowing that we've got Brett to represent them. Uh, yeah, we're going to do some big things coming up soon. So thanks for having me along and let's go overstated. Let's go. Let's go, Mikey. Yeah, overstated legend, uh, Vegas veteran, summer league, had a blast. I actually saw you, unlike Mr. Sabatini. Um, well, actually, well, actually. <laughs> we're not going to get into that, Brett. You were supposed to come to a pool party, and you It's did. my fault. I take full responsibility. No, the best um, thing you ever could have done for yourself was not going to that pool. It would it would have changed the whole the whole trip for me. I probably wouldn't have made it to a single game. Like it would have just set me on this like alternate pathway. But it might have been for the best. Maybe not. I don't know. I thought I was making the right decision at the time, but. But hey, we'll um, you know, hopefully, hopefully go back this uh, this year as well. I'm actually gonna start looking at tickets. But yeah, Mikey, great to have you on here, man. And um, I think uh, this is kind of what we've been needing another uh, another person to to fact check us, really, <laughs> just to kind of maybe come up with new ideas and, and come stuff up like with some that. new ideas, steer steer the ship a little bit. Uh, yeah, man, just just any input, uh, you know, you, you can give us. We we would definitely value it because we. You're our guy. So, yeah, let's go. Man. This is, yeah, and, 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 and I'm Mikey, excited as hell. And, Mikey, if you can hear this, man, I've been trying to get you to sponsor us for a year, dude. So if you could uh, if you pull <laughs> that off, man, I would uh, <laughs> we'd all be very happy. But, hey, to move this along, as I kind of said at the top, we have a trade. We, we, we had an NBA trade. I'm hoping that as a degenerate – fantasy world lover guy that this uh we get a floodgate going here but brett i'm curious to hear your thoughts on it the los angeles lakers and the washington wizards had a trade they traded Rui to los angeles in exchange for kendrick nunn and three second round picks in 2023 2028 and 2029 obviously with the impending arrival of anthony davis or should say return of anthony davis this is kind of a Win-win for the Los Angeles Lakers. I don't see them, you know, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. They really did not give up a lot at all. And I think it kind of weirdly sets them up for maybe something bigger, maybe a Russell Westbrook trade. Who knows? I don't know. But, Brett, what were your initial thoughts on this trade that occurred? We recorded this on a Tuesday night that occurred on Monday. Yeah, I mean, first of all, it was like about time. 
I think the last, well, there was that little Celtics, Noah Vonley, Spurs trade. I forget exactly what that was from a couple weeks ago. It was very insignificant. Um, but other than that, it's been since I think September when there was that super weird trade between the Thunder and the Rockets where it was just like, I don't even know who was in it. I think Derek Favors was involved. Like pretty much everybody in the trade just got waived. Um, so, you know, there just hasn't really been any trades uh, since the summer. And uh, and so, yeah, it's great to have one. So that was kind of my first impression was like kind of like you're saying, like, OK, here we go. Maybe this will kind of it's trade season, you know? Yeah, we got and, uh, weeks to go. Let's go So the deadline. But, yeah, this is kind of when it picks up, I guess. And, um, you know, anything with the Lakers is going to be a little bit disproportionately exciting. I think uh, we just all pay a little extra attention to the Lakers for whatever reason. They're just they're the Lakers. But look, I'm a big Rui guy. Like, I've liked Rui for pretty much. I didn't love him coming out of college. I think it was probably maybe late in his first season or early in his second season where I was like, okay, I really like this guy's game. I like his uh, potential. When I learned a little bit more about him, um, how he had come to basketball late, that's always interesting to me because those guys tend to peak a little bit later than guys that start early. Uh, so I've always seen him as a guy that could maybe peak at like, you know, or make like his first all, all-star team at like 28, 29, like that kind of thing where like he could really come on strong a little later than most other guys. So I've always liked Rui. I think he's got a really nice game. I'm a big second draft guy. Like I talk about that a lot. I love when, you know, a guy gets drafted, it doesn't really work out. And then he gets moved to another team. Like we've seen it a lot with the Lakers, actually, like with Malik Monk. We've seen it with Lonnie Walker. Uh, so this is kind of another instance of that. So I'm excited about the Rui second draft. And I, I like the fit with the Lakers. I think he's a better shooter than people give him credit for. And I think he's going to get much better looks in L.A. than he got in Washington. Uh, he shot it really well last season. This season has been a little inconsistent, but I'd say he's a good a good shooter, a guy in the right system that could shoot, you know, 38 plus percent from three consistently. And if he can do that with the Lakers on decent volume, um, in addition to like the athleticism and, and the size and it's some versatility that he adds a little bit of youth, I think, uh, I think he could be a really nice fit. So I- I'm excited on that end. And in my first, probably my first thought was like, I think I even tweeted it, it was just like, LOL wizards. Cause it's like, you drafted this guy in the top 10, you know, in 2019. And now you're moving him for Kendrick Nunn and three second rounders. Uh, that was my first thought, but then I, you know, you give it some more thought and it's like, okay, maybe it isn't quite as bad for the wizards as, as well, it looks I, on paper. I think for the wizards when I kind of, cause I, I thought the same thing at first, like, what are they doing? But then to me, it kind of signals, man, that, um, Kyle Kuzma is probably going to stick around in Washington. It, it gives them a little bit more cap space. I mean, they can't lose unless they really decide to blow it up and trade Kyle Kuzma within the next, I believe the, the trade deadline is February 10th. That would be a little bit crazy. I, I just took this as, hey, Kyle Kuzma is going to be here. It's probably going to be Bradley Beal, Kyle Kuzma, and uh, Christoph Porzingis. But it's weird, but you you ready to get your mind blown, Brett? Because I know that you are going to like this. Are you ready to hear, I mean, just one, two, three, last nine years, what the uh, Washington Wizards first round draft picks were like? Oh, you ready to hear this? Yeah. And I think 2013, they took Otto Porter. He was the last Wizards draft pick to earn an extension. He was my number one guy in that class. 
Georgetown. I, I, like I, I had never seen Giannis play like at that point. Oh, but. dude, Giannis should not have been anybody's number one. No, yeah. boy. Once we saw him in summer league, but yeah, Otto. I loved Otto. I wasn't mad at that pick at the time. No, but he Keep he's the, he's the last one that earned an extension. So here we go. 2014, they traded for Marsan Gortat. 2015, Kelly Oubre Jr., who they traded for Trevor Ariza. 2016, they traded for Markeith Morris. 2017, they traded for Bogdan Bogdanovich. 2018, Troy Brown Jr. traded for Daniel Gafford. Hachimura, that we just talked about, traded for none in, in second-round picks in 2019. 2020, Daniel Vegeta, averaging eight points per game. 2021, Corey Kispert, averaging 9.4 points a game. And this one breaks my heart. Um, Ronnie Davis, averaging 1.1 points a game. So I think we can say, right, um, the last 10 years as far as drafting, the NBA draft has not been kind to the Washington Wizards. Oh, they just fucked up. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. I, like, I, I would say so. I like, I don't – like, I like Denny probably more than most people, but uh, there's a guy named Tyrese Halliburton that went uh, right after him. The, <laughs> the Johnny Davis. You think about a couple of the guys that – that went after him. Uh, they just have not drafted well. It's like, that's always, I'm always wondering, like, how does that happen? Cause when it's so, okay, you know, every team will just have a bad pick here and there, but like to do it so consistently, you just have to wonder like, what's going on? Cause it's like, I get it. Like I get why they're trading Rui. I get why they made some of these trades, but like, cause these guys just weren't, that good to begin with like the Troy Brown getting Gafford back for him is actually kind of a win. Gafford's a pretty nice player, but, uh, but yeah, man, it's like, is Johnny Davis going to get an extension? I don't know. It's not looking good. Like we're, <laughs> what are we doing here? Um, well, you know what? The, here's, uh, here's what I think to your point, And I, I want to get your thoughts on the wizards and kind of what they, what would you do if you were running the team? But you know, we've seen kind of, and I'm sorry, everybody. I'm very clogged up. We were kind of joking beforehand. I, you know, these two two and a half year olds—they're just uh, petri dishes, man. I feel like I'm sick every other day. <laughs> um, um, <clears throat> you know, I think they, in consecutive years they had the third pick. They drafted Bradley Beal, and then they drafted Otto Porter Jr. But after that, man, their highest pick was <clears throat> was ninth, and they got that two years in a row. So we we look at teams like Orlando and Oklahoma City who are getting these very very high draft picks. And yeah, it seems like Washington is kind of stuck in that you know nine to 15 range and it's very very i will say i'm not i think they've drafted like shit that's uh, i'm not defending them or not giving them a pass but it just kind of feels like they're not they haven't really decided to blow it up you know we talked in the off season the bradley beal contract was just very big in with no trade clause they obviously max them up but like what is for all the shit that <laughs> Sorry, Mikey, this is the first pod that you're on. But, you know, for all the shit that everyone gives Portland for what are they doing, what are they doing, what are they doing? What I the quit. Fuck, what the fuck is Washington doing? Like, are they just content? Hey, we're going to be the ninth or tenth seed every single year. Like, it's just what would you do, I guess, if you were running the Washington Wizards? Would you just trade everybody, here's what we're going to do, and then execute it? Like, what, what would you do? Yeah, maybe, like, I would have done that. But, like, it's just they're they're always at the point where it doesn't feel like that makes sense like you know what i mean like are you just gonna like the beal thing like okay like, they could have blown it up and probably gotten a lot back for beal but they gave him a fucking no trade clause he's one of like one of the only guys in the league that that has that so he has to approve any trade like 
So, but no, you bring up a very important point. Like that is a big part of it. Like they haven't had a super high pick. They've been in that nine to 15 range. So like, there's more of a chance you're going to whiff on those picks than like a top three, I would think, you know, or top five even. Uh, and that, and that is like a symptom of probably a greater problem, which is the point you bring up that like, they're just, they've been in this purgatory. It's like a more extreme version of the Blazers. Like at least the Blazers are like in the playoffs and, you know, I've had some good teams and they've won playoff series and shit. Like they're, they're in a sort of purgatory, but like the wizards are just like a way more extreme example. They're like a couple tiers below, um, which is just a place you really don't want to be. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, if they had drafted smarter, they definitely could have had some really nice players with these picks, but you're right. They haven't put themselves in a position to get like, even Brett, I'm looking at, so let's just go to 2019, right? The Rue draft who they just traded for. So like, I mean, Cam Reddish was drafted after him. Uh, Cam Johnson. I mean, that would bring in Tyler Hero was drafted after them. Um, I know Matisse Thybulle was drafted. Grant Williams, your guy, Darius Baisley. Uh, Jordan Poole yeah. was drafted. So, I mean, it's not – I just – it's tough, man. You know what I mean? Like, I, the, the, I, the later you get in the draft, like the smarter you have to be. But, yeah, let's get back to the Lakers, though, for for a quick second. Maybe um, with it. I like this for them, man. So do I. It's not a cure-all. But, like, when you look at the totality of where this team's at right now, Anthony Davis is coming back soon, like maybe within a week. They should be getting Lonnie Walker back within a week. Austin Reeves probably within a couple weeks. Thomas Bryant and Dennis Schroeder have been fantastic. They've gone 11-9 and without Anthony Davis. People were – like, I remember people were like, what do you think the Lakers' record is going to be by this time? And and people had them going, like – probably like five and 15 over this stretch. And they've gone 11 and nine. LeBron is playing as good as he's been the last couple of years. You know what I mean? Like he's phenomenal, dude. The run that he's had is phenomenal. The last was since turning 38, pretty much. It's just like, he's probably averaging 38. Like, I don't know. He's, he's going crazy. Uh, So just him playing at that level is really encouraging. Uh, Westbrook, you know, accepting the bench role, doing some good things for sure. You know, definitely providing a lot of value at times. You know, you're going to have to take the good with the bad with him. But Darvin Ham, I think he's a good coach. Like, I think he's a a voice that they will respond to. Um, So, I don't know. You just look at all these things and then you add this big 6'8 athletic wing that can shoot. Although, as Mikey uh, brought up, he is only shooting 34% from three this season. Very streaky. Uh, very, very streaky. Yeah, he, he's better from the corners. But last season, it was at about 44.5%. Like, pretty small sample, pretty low volume. But, like, I think he's probably somewhere in between. You know, like, his real – he's probably a legit 37 38% three-point shooter. And, you know, that's definitely something they need. But I think the size will help, too. I think the athleticism. Like, defensively, like, he's he's got a 7-2 wingspan – he moves well. Like you'd think he'd be a really good defensive player. He hasn't really put that together, but sometimes guys just need to be in a different situation. Like even like Donovan Mitchell, just being in Cleveland, he's happier. He's playing better defense. Like I'd say Lonnie Walker. When when, when you have fun and you're with good teammates, like you just happen to play better defense. So if he's got a big role, because you got to think in Washington, like him and Kyle Kuzma are pretty redundant and Kuzma's obviously the superior player and the priority for the Wizards. So it's like his role has been a little weird there. It's not that he hasn't had opportunity, but they've always just had him, Denny, Kuzma. You know, they've just kind of always had uh, too many forwards. Uh, So I I think in L.A. he might have a more defined role. 
And, uh, and, and he may respond to that by just playing a little better. So if he can live up to some of his potential defensively and shoot 38% from three on higher volume than he's ever shot before, then, uh, yeah, I think he could be a really nice piece for them. And it's a guy that they can re-sign. That's the thing, you know, like he's going to be a restricted free agent so they can match any offer. And uh, for a team in the Lakers position, like those are the kind of guys that you want. Um, so that just if they love what they see, if they love the fit, if he really helps them, you know, they can they can bring him back potentially at a reasonable price. And then the other side of that is I think the Wizards just didn't want to lose him for nothing. Like they weren't going to bring him back like they didn't. They didn't extend him um, this past October when all the other guys were getting extensions. And again, he's going to be a restricted free agent. They don't want to pay him long term, probably. I think, again, they definitely want to bring back Kuzma. I think this kind of signifies that, although it was obvious. And then also Denny Avdia. Like, I think they want to give him more opportunity. So they weren't going to bring Rui back. And like, if you didn't trade him now, you know, or by the deadline, you're just going to lose him for nothing. So at least on their end, at least they got something back. I don't think Kendrick Nunn factors into their plans long term whatsoever, but you have a few picks. May probably don't use them. You probably package them with, you know, into some other trades at some point in the future. And, you know, at least you got something for them. It doesn't seem like enough, but you were going to lose them for nothing otherwise. So, yeah, that's a, uh, I don't know. I, I, I like it more for the Lakers uh, because, like, I think this is a team that, based on all the stuff I kind of went over a couple minutes ago, like, I think they could actually make a little bit of noise. Like, I think they can make the playoffs if they stay healthy, maybe win a series. They've got AD and LeBron. And um and I like that they made a move that I think can legitimately help them this season. Yeah, I do too. I mean, we, we you, you know you kind of look at the standings. They're only what four games back from New Orleans, who is the four seed, who's going to lose again tonight to the Pelicans. I think they're down by ten as we're recording this. Yeah, I, I'm with you, and I'm curious. Do you think do you think Russell Westbrook gets moved? No. So you think he stays? Yeah, yeah. I think he's. I think he's. I think he stays, man. If I had well, to guess. So if the Lakers, if this is it, they're not making any more moves. Obviously, health. You think like they, uh, they're good. They can make the playoffs. Who knows if they can win a series? Yeah. But they make the playoffs just by doing this move. They maybe they could have anyway. Assuming AD, assuming LeBron keeps playing at this level, AD comes back and stays healthy. Like they were looking pretty damn good before AD went down. And like I said, they've been pretty good lately. They're nine and six in their last fifteen. Shout out Mikey on that. Uh, plus 2.1 net rating. They've been a legitimately good team without AD in their last 15. So, you know, you put AD back into the mix with, if he can get to that level he was playing at before he went down when he was just putting up like 40 and 18 every night or whatever, and LeBron is still playing. I mean, that yeah, that's enough for me. And then Rui's just kind of like icing on the cake, like um, just a guy that can, you know, take on some defensive matchups, can knock down some threes, um, and provide a little scoring punch. So. Yeah, man. I don't I'm not saying like they wouldn't have made the playoffs and because they got Rui, they will. Like I don't think he's necessarily that kind of difference maker, but I think he makes their their case a little stronger overall for making the playoffs and potentially winning a series. It's a nice addition. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. All right, man. So let's uh hopefully um next week we'll probably hopefully we do a little maybe a little trade preview and hopefully there's like four or five trades that happens. In between that time, because I'm excited. This is one of my favorite times of the year in any sport, actually. But you, Mr. Usher, uh, shout out to me. I'm giving myself a pat on the back for uh, holding off on this because I know you wanted to do it a couple times. You wanted to give 
your midseason all NBA teams, all rookie teams, perhaps. Maybe we'll kind of see how that goes, how we are on time. So, man, the floor is yours. Mikey and I are happy to uh, interject and discuss and get a good discussion going. So hit us, hit us with your. I already, <laughs> I already know I'm going to be angry. So hit me with your first team all NBA. Nah, yeah, I, I will. It's a. Uh... Yeah, we were originally going to do this like, I don't know, maybe even like two weeks ago. I could probably check the date on this Word document here on my phone. But it's this is from like a couple weeks ago. I shifted a couple things around a little bit, but not too much. I'm just hoping there's nothing has changed too oh, much that I'm, that I'm missing. Because this is really this was really tough. This is a really tough exercise. I bet. All right. Here we go. All right. First team, I'm going oh, you, Jokic. Wait, 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 wait. Before you start, are you doing like – are you doing what the NBA does? So are you doing like, all right, it's got to be these positions, or are you just doing the best five? Well, I, I, the positions aren't as important anymore. I mean, I'm doing positions. I'm doing – but I'm basically doing like – because don't they have – isn't like Jokic eligible at forward now? Well, it's it's weird, right? So I, I don't want to ruin your shit here. So I'm, I'm not – No, what is I'm it? Not you, but really, like if you were doing – if so like if I was sitting down here and I was actually doing my all-NBA, like my backcourt would probably be uh, – Luca Tatum, and then it would be Giannis, Katie, Jokic. Like, yeah, see, I, I consider Tatum a forward. I'm not. I'm not doing that, and I'm not putting Jokic and Embiid on the first team. I'm not doing that. No, I'm so like, no, no, no. I know, but I think I think technically you are allowed to do that now. But I don't. But most voters don't. They're like, fuck that. That's stupid. Like they're both centers. Like they would. You know what I mean? So that. So I'm. I'm keeping it pretty traditional. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. I'm gonna keep it. I've got one guy that's. Probably a two that I'm going to call a forward, but I'll just I'll, I'll hit you with it. I don't think there's anything too controversial with the positions, but I kind of kept it mostly traditional uh, center, two forwards and two guards. So, yeah, Jokic, uh, as you know, like I've got him as MVP at this point. So for the same reasons I have him there, I got him, you know, as, as my center on my first team. Um Denver still tops in the West. Jokic playing best basketball of his life. I went over yeah, a lot get of this to the, the last pod. We're gonna disagree. I know it's coming. I know it's fucking coming. It's close. I'll tell you that. Tatum is a lock for me at forward. Absolute lock. And then the other forward, I'm going with KD. Mm-hmm. This would be an interesting one, uh, Mikey, if you want to pull up. Um, the games played, KD versus Giannis. This season, how who, how many games played have they each? Because that well, would be the only two, two. They played two. Milwaukee. No, I, no, no, no. I'm I'm sorry. Like like total games played for KD versus total games played for Giannis oh, this like season. Because I was going to say the only argument against KD for first team would be that he's you know missed some time. I don't know what it is now. If it's up to like five or six games or something, maybe more. But like because Giannis would be the other guy, and like he's missed a fair amount of time too. I bet it's yeah. Uh, KD's played and started in 39 games. Giannis says played and started in 36 games. So KD's actually played more games than Giannis. So yeah, KD. As of right now, yeah, it's, that, yeah. that'll change. Yes, he's going to miss a little more time. It'll probably even out. Um, but for now, because that's what this is based off, is just right now, yeah, KD's my other forward. Uh, and, then, and then my guards are going to be Luka and... I got to go John Morant for the, wow. for the other one. I mean, Memphis is so good. And like maybe part of that is that I wasn't like, I wasn't that high on them at all. I definitely had them pegged for a regression. Like I did not think they'd even be a top five team in the West, 
this season. I don't know how strongly I felt about that, but like when we were making those picks, like I definitely was relatively low on them. I thought they were a really good team, but I just, I don't know. I just didn't think they, the the Jaron Jackson injury scared me. I thought he might miss more time, but anyway, so maybe part of that is them exceeding my own personal expectations by a lot by being in second place in the West. I believe just a shade behind uh, Jokic and the Nuggets, but yeah, man, jaw jaw has been phenomenal and and the team success gives him the slight edge over the other worthy contenders i am i'm guard. i'm stunned right now that you uh, really i'm stunned about I what because if, if you were asking me i would have it Giannis is a lock for me just based on he's if i have a feeling once you do this you mentioned tatum and kd Jalen brown's going to be an all nba player and i would be Bet you that you would strongly consider having Kyrie as third team. Giannis doesn't have any of that, and his team is second in the East um, with all the injuries that they've had. We've already discussed that ad nauseum, so we don't need to do that. But I am stunned, dude, that you have John Morant over SGA. I am stunned that you have that. Yeah. You know, like if I had to put someone else there – it probably would be SGA, but what's their record? I love the Thunder. There, there you go, Mikey. What's uh, what's OKC's record? Twenty three and twenty four. So they're tied. Okay, you're on it. All right, yeah. As much as I love the Thunder, and as much as they've exceeded most people's expectations, I can't put a guy with a losing record on my first team. I just can't. Like, I don't think the gap between him and Ja is that big. In a vacuum, I'd say SGA has been had a better season individually, uh, but the team success of the Grizzlies, like, yeah, I gotta go Ja there. SGA will get his love though. Um. Here, I'll put uh, – he's going to be on my second team. We'll go Joel Embiid, my second team center. Um, that's a very obvious choice. Uh, Giannis, another very obvious choice uh, at the forward. This is one where if he hadn't missed those games, I don't know. It's between him and KD for that first team forward spot. But I'm just – I just think KD's been a little bit better. Like I don't think this has been Giannis's best season. It hasn't um, been. But no – the expectations for him are crazy. The bar that I know. Set is crazy high, and the fact that this team is the two seed. But we, you guys, have heard me. Everyone's heard me bitch about this before, so we don't. We don't need to spend too much time on that. But but second, dude, being on the second team in today's NBA is pretty fucking impressive. Oh, there's not a doubt in my mind that he's going to be first team All NBA. But this is this will be fun. So this is this oh, is. He, oh, he might end up being it. He has a great chance to do that. But just right now, right yeah. now. Um. So Embiid, Giannis, LeBron has to be on there. He's almost in that conversation with Giannis and KD for the for other first team forward spot actually. Um I just think what the way he's played has been so impressive, man. Like he's unbelievable. Uh, he's been especially since AD went down, like just carrying the team, keeping them above water. Like I, I I don't know, man. I've been so impressed. So he's definitely uh second team. And then my for my guards, as I said, I have SGA and then I probably go I'd have to go Spider Mitchell for my for my other guard. Just having a an outstanding season from a scoring perspective, playing better defense than probably since his rookie year. Uh, he had the seventy plus point game. The Cavs are really good. Like I don't know if they're fourth or fifth in the East right now, but you know they've got probably like a top eight record in the NBA. Uh, so yeah, I mean he he's kind of got it all, man. Like he's yeah, I think he's been one of the four best guards in the league this year. And so Brett has uh, Steph Curry not entered your consideration at all yet how many games has he played <clears throat> let's check that out let me know um that because that's kind of the and and look what's the warriors record 
They're the same it's as the bad. Thunder. The same, yeah, as, the same thunder. as the Thunder. That's that's um, what Steph's played thirty two games though. Yeah, so he's missed at least twelve or so then. Um but yeah, I don't know. I think just between the missed games and the fact that the Warriors have not been good, uh, that's why I'm taking Mitchell and SGA. I know, like you said, SG, the, the Thunder and the Warriors have the same record, but SGA's played a lot more games. And if you think about the expectations coming into this season, the Thunder have vastly exceeded them. The Warriors have fallen well short, um, it's needless to say. So far, that could change. I wouldn't be surprised if Steph ended up first team even. I think that window's still open depending on how they finish this season. But as of right now, he's not on my first or second team. And then third team, DeMontis Sabonis. It's going to be my center on the third team. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, he's been the Kings' best player, I think, this year. Like, No disrespect to De'Aaron Fox. Like, I mean, they're almost like a 1A, 1B, but like, but I think Sabonis is, is the guy. And, like, and just their offense revolves around him so much like he is their offense with all with his handoffs and his versatility and just the way he punishes people inside i mean he, he's been so good so consistent so many double doubles even more than bobby portis i think steve um, yeah he's hurt so, too man that fucking sucks we give him flowers and now he gets hurt bp yeah i heard his knee last night he's out how he's, bad uh he's out tomorrow i don't know they play oh, denver tomorrow That's- i actually didn't know that um but Anyway, yeah, some Sabonis though, man. I mean, the Kings are the three C. The Kings, the bottom line is they need representation on the all NBA teams. Like I, I wish there was a way to get Domas on the second team, but he's gonna have to be third team, I think. And I think he probably will be. I think he's probably gonna end up there. Uh so yeah. Uh other four my forwards will be Jalen Brown and Lowry Markinen. Uh pretty self-explanatory. Jalen's had a really nice season, best team in the league. Uh, Larry Markinen has been phenomenal, probably the MIP favorite. Um, Jazz have exceeded expectations. I can't leave that guy off. And then, and again, this is just so far. That's all I'm basing it on, not projected. Because if I'm doing that, AD probably gets on a team, or you know, there's a couple guys like. But right now, Markinen's body of work is so impressive. And then for my backcourt on the third team, this is where it gets tough for me like I've got Damian Lillard and Steph Curry but I'm having a really hard time leaving Kyrie off there's a lot of guys there's a whole list of guys that are very hard to leave off the all NBA teams but I think Kyrie is the one that's just too tough but like I but I also don't think I can leave Dame or Steph off even though the their team success hasn't been as as good. Uh, they've both been playing at such a high level whenever they're on the court. I know they both missed some time, but like Kyrie is right there. That's probably the hardest part of this whole thing, even more than the first team forwards is like the Kyrie component. Because man, he is he's playing at a, a very high level the last few games, especially, but really on the season as a whole. Um, so yeah, that's, that's where I've, I've run into trouble, but right now I've got Damon stuff. I do have some of the numbers here for you for Kyrie, Brett. Um, oh, let's get it. Games played Damian Lillard, 35 games. We already mentioned Steph Curry, 32 Kyrie Irving, 
35 games played. Oh yeah, the suspension. <laughs> but other than that though, but other than that he's been he's been pretty available, right? You're basing the rest of it off team record. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. Um, what what's the record of the Nets since KD's gone down? How many games has he not played? That's a good question. I think they've won two, out. and I think it was their last two. They've won at least two. I feel like they lost a close one to Phoenix the other night. Yeah. Uh, but I know they had lost. What does he mean? I, I, I would guess two and four since Katie's been down, but I'm not positive. They are. Last six games, they are two and four. Look at Brett Escher. And that's without those. That's the as many as Katie has missed. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's tough though. Like, you know, if they had gone six and zero without Katie and Kyrie right, had been playing really at this level, that probably puts him ahead of one of Dame or Curry for me. Um, now he's having a great season overall, but like, yeah, I mean, you're comparing him to two all-time greats. Like, so I'm gonna make. I'm going to make a case for you, Brett. I'm going to make a case for you. All right. So the Utah Jazz, they're 500 right now. And you have Lori Markinen as their team, which is fine. Devontae Sabonis is 20. The, the Kings are 27 and 19. Can I make a case for somebody else to replace one of those two guys? And yeah. He's, and he's one of your favorite players in the NBA. Bam mm-hmm. Adebayo. Ooh. Sam Adebayo is averaging a career high in points. He's averaging 21.4 points a game. He's shooting 54% from the field. Um, I know as we're recording this, but Miami, I know that um, Boston didn't have Jalen Brown. Miami didn't have Jimmy Butler. Tyler Hero played his worst game of the year, and the Miami Heat beat the Boston Celtics. The Miami Heat right now are the sixth seed at 26 and 22. They're overachieving massively. They are overachieving massively, and we've talked about it. Kyle Lowry has probably been one of, if not the most disappointing player in the NBA. Um, Bam has been phenomenal, and he his team is only a game behind the Sacramento Kings. Mm. Overall record wise, I'm sorry, what? So you're saying that the Heat would be like almost the three in the West if they were in the if West? the Heat were if the Heat were in the West, they would be the four seed right now. Wow. They dude, I I can't believe they're they've been as good as they are. Like this was a team that I thought was like playing, you know, like and they could still end up there, but like probably not though. They they've overachieved, man. They always seem to. It's like that's that team that I always count out and then they always just end up being good. I look at their roster, I'm like, there's no way. Well like one I mean, in, one injury and but let's let's be fair too. So they got um I'm just going to name off some of their wins here. So they they played off probably within the last 12 days, man. They got to play OKC. They beat them by one. That's that's a tough game. They played Milwaukee. Both games at home. Milwaukee didn't play anybody. Doesn't Milwaukee. matter though, man. Teams are beating other teams when they're sitting. Guys, like this year is weird, man. I just I, I think a win's a win at this point. Oh, man. No, no, anybody? No, no. I'm not. I'm not saying that a win's not a win. But I'm. I'm Do you know saying, what I mean? Like. I hear, like, I hear like like the Warriors sat literally everybody against the Cavs, like all their starters, and they fucking beat like pretty much the full strength Cavs. No, no, no. Uh, I hear in you. Cleveland, so it's like I don't know. Like I, well, I gotta just. I'm, I'm just giving you context based on what kind of we talked about earlier about how Miami is massively overachieving. So I don't. I'm just here's the context. Is I okay? Just for you, right? So they beat Milwaukee both games. Milwaukee didn't play anybody. 
They lost to Atlanta. They beat New Orleans without Zion and B.I. They lost to Dallas. They beat New Orleans again without um, B.I. and Zion. And they just beat Boston, who just sat everybody. Mm. So to yeah. you, this, I'm basically giving a little bit of credit to your point here. Like, that, yes, a win is a win. They're beating the teams that are on their schedule. They're beating the guys that are available. And they are right. going to succeed. But, you know, if we – do our all NBA teams, you know, a couple months from now, if if Bam, if Miami is under 500 or close to 500 or they're playing for the plan, like, I don't think anybody would be surprised by that. Yeah, they're probably not as good as their record suggests, but yeah, there's something to be said for, for being healthy and also like just the level uh, Bam is, is playing at um, career high in usage per Mikey, uh, which is before the season when we talked about them, like, I don't remember if it was on our pod or with, with uh, Nathan and, and Steven on, on their pod draft deeper, but like we were doing an NBA preview and it was like, that's kind of the key. Like I want bam to be the guy like yeah, we talked about for my, yeah, I think it was, it was you and me talking about it. And it was like, that I think is the key to this team. Like I, I think he should be, their offense should run through him. And I don't know if I'm ready to say he's been the guy in Miami, but this is certainly as close to it as he's ever been. And that career high usage rate um, reflects that he's also played in, 43 games so he's been very durable very available um that was kind of the knock on him last season like he would have been the dpoy probably if he had um, not missed those games early in the season but he's been available for them and you know without him there's no way this team is even sniffing even probably the play in picture so if you're just talking about value to a team he's probably in the top 15 in the nba but then it just comes down to the same old thing like okay we're putting bam on but who are we taking off i cannot take off DeMontis Sabonis. Um, and so I could put Bam at forward. That's fine. He's played a, enough forward where, yeah, I'd feel comfortable with that. But then it's like over Jalen? Maybe. Maybe. Well, that's that's, Maybe. that's the other thing. And, that, and that's, Maybe. that's what I think, like, if I were. I might. I might. You bring. You you, you, you could also have... put Jalen at guard. But then which, I have to uh, knock off Dame which, or Steph. Considering their games played and team record, though, you got to <sighs> consider it. I know. Do I choose Jalen over Steph? I don't know. That's so tough, man. Like, cause at some point you gotta be like, okay, these guys have missed this many games and their record is this, but watch them play. Like they're, they're fucking unbelievable, you know? Like, so that's so tough for me. Um, if anything, I would probably go bam over Jalen. I think Markinen has to be on there. Well, because Jalen's 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 shoot Jalen's been shooting it that great. Uh, what's Mikey? What's Jalen's three point percentage of the season? I feel like it's a little subpar. Like he hasn't had the most efficient season. I don't think, although I have not looked this up. Um, like it's just what's his like his field goal percentage or three point or true shooting or yeah anything like <laughs> He's that. Shooting. Well, I mean, his field goal percentage is forty nine point two percent. Solid. That's fine. Yeah, he's. Great there. Um, three point shooting is definitely down. Not like he's ever he's never reached forty percent for a season. He's at just under thirty four percent this year, so below league average. Yeah, that's tough. It, it for me, it comes down to Bam and Jalen. I don't know. Maybe you talked me into Bam because that is my guy. And when you factor in like like Jalen's a very good defensive player, but Bam is arguably the best in the NBA on that end. And with everything he's provided because that that was the whole thing we were talking about right was like okay like yeah this guy has the ability to be the guy on offense 
But like, can he do that while also being the guy on defense? And he's kind of done that this season. So I don't, he, he might warrant a spot. That's a, yeah. that's a good one. And AD would be, uh, would AD would have had to have been on. If AD didn't, AD didn't get hurt, AD, 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 can you, I cannot talk. Um, <laughs> if, if AD didn't get hurt, he would be, uh, he would have to be on there somewhere too. But that's where it's almost like it makes it a little bit easier when you, where you can just fall back on that. Ah, yeah, but he got hurt. He missed, he missed time. Um, same with like Booker, like he would have been on there, I think somewhere, if, if not for all the time he's missed. So I'll go bam. I'll go bam. I like that. I got a question for I, you. Like, is it is it crazy? Because I'm I'm just based on your criteria, Brett. I, I think your criteria is solid. I'm not I'm not uh, knocking on the criteria at all. But is it crazy to just automatically pencil in Luca as first team All NBA? I mean, if you look at it, dude. Either Dallas is 25 and 23. They're three and seven in their last ten. I know that they. They don't have a lot of help. I know that they let Jalen Brunson go, but like, is it is it just automatically a lock? Like, hey, by the end yeah. of the season, Luca is going to be first team All NBA. Yeah, and you could probably pencil that in for the next ten years. Yeah, you think so? I do. I, I just, I, I mean, unless the only if they had like a, you know, if they even if they were sub five hundred, maybe. But I don't know, man. Like, I don't know how you could watch Luca and and not think this guy's one of the two best guards in the league. Like, um. And again, it's kind of like MVP, like the conversation we had last week where it's like not necessarily the best players. Like I, Steph and Dame, if we're talking about that, I'd, you know, I'd probably have them ahead of like Mitchell and SGA even. But like it, it's it's what they've done this season. But I don't know, man. Luca, <laughs> Luca's numbers are just so insane. He had one of the greatest heaters. Like I don't know what it was. If it was like five, six games I've ever seen uh, where he was averaging like I think he averaged like 45 over a five game stretch or something like that. Uh, and look, man, the Mavs, despite the lack of um, talent on their roster are a couple games above 500. So it would take, they would have to be like, I don't know, quite a few games below 500 for him not to be on there. But uh, yeah, no, he's, he, he's, he's as locked in as anybody for me, really. Yeah. All right. Him and Tatum. Him and Tatum might be the biggest locks. And I and Jokic with their record being what it is. But if Jokic and Embiid had I don't know how how different is that record? What's the Sixers record? The cuz cuz we're just thinking like the okay, they're the, the same record as the Bucks. They they both teams have won 30 games. Uh, what's what about the Nuggets? The well, 32? Nuggets they're they're 30 Nuggets are 33 and 14. And the Sixers are 30 and Oh, dude, Jokic is a lock, man. He he. There's there is zero chance that he's not going to be first team All NBA. Right, but I'm just saying right now. I know he's for me for sure. Like I said, he's my MVP. But I'm just like maybe because I was trying to say who's the biggest lock. That's kind of an interesting little side discussion. Is like who's the biggest lock for first team NBA this season? Is it Luca? Is it Tatum? Or is it Jokic? I think it's got to be one of those three. And I think that's kind of an interesting conversation. I might put that on a Twitter poll later on. Um, but I don't, maybe it's Tatum. I don't know. I wonder. So I was looking at this cause I was wondering if Tatum, because just because, so I'm sure you saw this stat, um, as soon as my freaking phone, uh, works here. Cause I think that Tatum would be a no brainer if we went positionless, but I'm just curious because I mean, so the Celtics, 
this season, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, how many times do you think they have scored 25 points or more in the same game? They played 48 uh, games. Uh, I would guess 19? 25, 25 games. They've done it. They've, they've, they've each scored 25 in, in 25 in games? Than, in more than half of their games, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown have scored 25 points or more. That's crazy. That is pretty fucking crazy, man. That is a dynamic duo. And that's why I'm wondering if, again... I would, I'm not holding that against Tatum, though, man. I can't. Tough, though, man. I mean, that's two fucking dudes, man. That's that's tough, man. I, I, I don't know why that would be held against Tatum, though. Like, that's like... That would be like... I don't even know what to compare it to. Like, KD and Steph, maybe. Like... Not even. I, mean, I was looking. Were- I was looking at that too because I wanted to see because that was obviously so the first year that I had. I just had it up. I'm sorry. So the first year that Durant and Steph were together, they geez, they were both second. Team. They weren't first team. The second year they were together, yeah, I don't think that Steph and Durant were ever first team All NBA together. They weren't. Well, that's that's very hard to do. There's only been I think that's like some Kobe and Shaq shit. Um, yeah, they were. That's I that's think. very. But no, but we're talking Jalen's like Jalen's like fringe third team for me. I'm trying to. Yeah, but I think Tatum's Tatum's just clearly their best player, like numbers wise, like eye test wise, like he's definitely the guy. Like I I don't know, man. I I might have him number two for MVP right now. For being honest, yeah, they're they're yeah. really good. I'm just trying to see best player on the best team. Yeah, that is first, that. That's a that's lock, you're a lock for first team All NBA if you're the best player I on the be best team. I would be surprised if he doesn't get it, man. I'm I'm being Although, serious with you. I would not be surprised if they, if him and if who's gonna get it over him, Giannis? Not not to say that like Giannis is like I just I don't see the argument for Giannis over Tatum right now. We're, again, we're talking about right now. If we, oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying right now, but if 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 Milwaukee gets healthy and goes on a run, I mean, there's. I mean, yeah. I, I still think, man. Like, I think he'll make it over KD. I think, maybe I think, I think SGA is going to make it over John. I, I think when all is said and done, I think SGA will make it over John. Very well, could dude. If OKC like finishes with a winning record or like even makes the play in, um. And and Memphis maybe you know falls to like the four or five or something like there's a world in which that definitely could happen, but it's going to be interesting to see how OKC handles the because this is right around the time they usually start sitting guys, guys, but they're also they're also good enough this season where it's like you know what let's see if we can make the playoffs like they're they're clearly good enough. Like, I don't know if did you guys watch that game against at Sacramento the other night? That was one of my favorite games of the season so far. And um the Kings won, but like OKC hung right with them and it was like, wow, these are both really good teams and that is so awesome. Um not just because I love them both, but like it, it just uh it's so cool. But OKC is legit as fuck. And so yeah, that's where it's like are they going to make the push or are they going to do what they've done the last 2 years and just start Sitting guy, because if you have SGA out there, you're going to win games. Like if they want to tank, they have to sit him down. I don't think they have any intention of doing that. I, I think you guys are talking about the wrong guy. Um, 
because you're talking about first team and how it's going to end the season. If you're just looking at their numbers, they're both a little bit flawed and they both have flawed cases. I, I think you got to expect Steph Curry to make a bigger push for that first team. Fair, fair, because you got to think Golden State's going to get a lot better. Like, you got to think if they're healthy there. Do they have enough? Yeah, they do. They have enough to make, to be one of the seven or eight best teams in the league the second half of the season easily. And like, what? Yeah. You know what's crazy? If Steph's played as many games as SGA has at this point, I think Steph's a lock for first team. What are his numbers? Do you have those, Mikey? Just out of curiosity? Uh, right here, but I can get them quick. You know oh, no rush. Right. You know what's crazy? So the Denver Nuggets, as of right now, have the best record in January. They've lost two games. The Memphis Grizzlies have the third best record. They've lost three games. The Oklahoma City Thunder are tied with the Memphis Grizzlies for the best record in the NBA in the month of January. Wow. Really? Three games. That is crazy, man. They beat, and here are the teams that they beat, man. They beat Boston. uh, They beat Washington. They beat Dallas. They beat Philly. They beat Chicago. They beat Brooklyn. They beat Indiana. And they beat Denver. Damn. Bro, yeah, that Denver win, like, okay, Jokic didn't play, but still, that was a that was a big win. Um, I man, I have receipts. I was telling people before the season, this team's gonna be good. I actually didn't think they'd be probably quite this good. Like, I think I I had I thought they'd win like 30, 30 or your low thirties, you know, like far exceed their over under and, and be a top ten defense, which they are. Um, I think they're tenth in defense, but man, like, I thought I couldn't have been any higher on them, and maybe they're exceeded my expectations too which is crazy I mean, so that is just like they play and here's who they finish they could easily <laughs> so they play we're recording this on a tuesday night so when this gets released um it'll be before this game so they play atlanta at home then they play cleveland at home then they play golden state at home so they end the month with three straight home games they could easily win all three of those games yeah wow man I'm telling you, playoff push. I'm telling you, man. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I know, like, I, I know, like, you know, we're we're, we're kind of rewarding teams who got good records, and I get that, man. But like, dude, that's all relative, though, man. Like, the Warriors being I know like, one game below I, 500 is not the same as it's not the same as the Thunder being one game below 500. I know, man. But I'm just making the push for SGA, dude. He's two games. No, back, I'm Luca. He's two I hear games you. back. I hear you. I'm not putting him on over Luca, but I might. I, I could if you want to say SGA over Ja. I'm not even going to argue. Like I think that's close. I think that's close, man. Because you got to think about it relative to expectations, like what this team was supposed to be. That's what I'm saying. What that's exactly. I know. What I'm. It's a no. It's a. I, I'm. I'm agreeing with you. Like I'm. I'm going with Ja for now, but it's close. And like and like Mikey said, like Steph, dude, could very well. Like Steph's numbers are crazy yeah i've got those numbers for you here um exactly or a little bit over halfway through the season he's played 32 games which is exactly half as many as he played last year last year of course he made second team all nba luca and book on the first team for guards um he's scoring better he's at 29.2 points a game three point percent is at almost 42 percent and 6.3 assists almost six rebounds a game, typical Steph stuff, pretty much 
a 50-40-90 season. Yeah. I mean, numbers-wise, like, that's just about as impressive as as anybody. Um, they just need to start winning. He needs to be if, – if he's healthy and they get rolling – like he's going to he's going to move up in this thing but it's you know it's going to be hard to displace all of these guys that we've talked about that's for damn sure that's what makes it such a tough exercise um i really struggled with the all defensive team man like i i could rip oh, through it real quick I'm, let's go i'm going to tell you i'm going to tell you right away like, i didn't put a ton of thought into this um let me actually before i do that like a couple of the other guys for all nba that like Siakam, like I know the Raptors have been disappointing. That's the only thing keeping him out of like strong consideration. Zion, if he hadn't missed any time, he would have to be on there. Yep. Like if he had just kept playing at the level he was at and didn't get hurt, um, he'd be on there. I think for sure for me, he was he was playing at like an MVP level for like for you know a few weeks before he got hurt there. Uh, Jimmy Butler deserves some credit. Like Trey Young's got the numbers. Um, the Hawks are like 500. They're a little disappointing. It's weird to leave a guy with those numbers off, but that's how it is. And then I mentioned Booker before. Like if he didn't get hurt, he for a little while there, like you know, late November, early December, maybe it was like this guy maybe could be in the MVP conversation. Like when Phoenix was really winning games, you know, Tyrese Halliburton's missed some time now, but you know he's kind of he might have a shot at like fourth team if there was such a thing. James Harden deserves a shout out. De'Aaron Fox definitely deserves a shout out. Um, even the Knicks guys like Randall and Brunson, like in a lot of other years, a lot of these guys would have made at least like a third team, but it's just really fucking stacked right now. So uh shout out to those guys, probably even a couple that I, I'm just missing it's kind of off the top of the head. But uh anyway, all defense, I didn't put a ton of thought into this. This was just kind of like, again, just off the top. Like I'm sure there's somebody more deserving. But I, I, I kind of have trouble evaluating defense. Like if I'm being honest, like, I don't, you know, I know it's more than just like the blocks and steals numbers and defensive rating is, is bullshit. Like I, I look at, you know, on oh, off, you Brett, know, how much, Brett, how much better. Brett, I don't mean to cut you off at all. I'm, I'm sorry, I really don't. But as you were talking, Tyrese Halliburton. What's he? I mentioned him. I mean, he. Oh, you did mention him. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's my bad. My bad. Edit that. Edit that shit out. No, it's okay. No, I think I mentioned him. Yeah, that was one where, like, if he, you know, if he hadn't missed any time, like, he he'd have a case because, like, Indiana was really good and they've been so bad without him. Um, they were getting spanked by Chicago tonight. I don't know they what won. ended up happening with that. They one. Won. Indiana won. Yeah. All right. Well, there goes Halliburton's case. No, couple I'm just of kidding. couple of crazy big comebacks tonight. The Pelicans almost won that Nuggets game. Steve was talking about earlier too. Well, really? Yeah. You know, you know who balled out for Indiana tonight, man. My boy. Matherin? Yep. 26 Ooh, points. Highest points the season and highest points off the bench this season for anybody. 26? Yeah. Just to hit on Steve's point, um, no way. Halliburton so- to this point of the season, 40 games played, 20 points, 4 rebounds, 10 assists, almost just barely under 50, 40, 90 in all those categories, 48, 39.9, and 88%. Oh, just a monster man. season. He's been unreal. I love how both he and Sabonis are fucking thriving. Like, they're both having their best seasons. They're both getting recognition. Like, that was such a win-win trade. No, Brett, that was the most points off the bench for him this season. Oh, okay. That's what I was saying. I got you. I got you. I got you. I misunderstood. Um, It's also the most points by a rookie this season, too. Anyway, is that? No, Paolo. Paolo never got 30? Let me see. 
Go with your all defensive teams. I'll I'll I'll, I'll hear you out. Mikey, yeah. Mikey can fact check it, man. He, uh, oh, that's uh, right. I but, don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, Mikey. <laughs> but no, in the mean, but in the meantime, I can run down this. I don't even really want to talk about all defense that much. Like, just you know, it's like okay, there's a lot of good defensive players. There's a few guys I'm probably missing here, but uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. is is a lock for first team for me. I, he's my DPOY. Um, and I got a little loose with the positions here. I'm actually not positive how they oh, do positions. Go loose with the positions. Okay. I'm going loose. I'm going oh, loose. Okay. I'm going cuz uh, no, you're going to like you're going to like me going loose cuz Brooke Lopez is also first team. Hey, what's uh, a rookie? Uh, I'm going OG Ananobi. I think he's leading the league in steals. Like Toronto's still a really good defensive team. Uh I think he's just a top 5 defensive player. No question in my mind. Um DPOY Marcus Smart is going to is going to get a spot on the first team here. Uh and then I'm going Dylan Brooks. A guy who I've never, I've never liked him. Never liked his game. Hate his offensive game, but there's no denying that he's an excellent defensive player. Uh, Memphis has the best defense in basketball. A lot of that's Jaron Jackson Jr., but a lot of it is Dylan Brooks. He he guards the toughest, the toughest opposing matchup on most nights. And oh, uh, Paulo has definitely scored over thirty. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Bro. Yeah, he yeah he scored over thirty against Boston. There we go, baby. Yeah, he was hitting all I, those threes. I remember I that. I put game. it in the chat, but yeah, Paolo, career high, 33 points. Oh, there we go. There we go. That's the high for a rookie, right? I could see Matherin eclipsing that, though. He's that type of scorer. Uh, and then, um, yeah, so Dylan Brooks, man. I can't believe I'm giving him love, but uh, but yeah. we. <laughs> I was on the, the NBA University podcast, and uh, Steven, the, the guy there, was saying, uh, like, he gave Brooks a shout-out at the end. We were just highlighting kind of guys that are having pretty good seasons, and um. And he, we both said the same thing. Like, kind of have never been a fan of him, but got to show him some love. Like, <laughs> as, ugly, as ugly as his offense can be, like he he's a really a really good defensive player. Um, although he was that shit he was saying about LeBron the other night was kind of wild. Like LeBron doesn't want to go left. Like what? Like what are you talking about? LeBron loves going left. Um, but anyway, uh, second team I've got Bam, Giannis, Nick Claxton, my guy, Drew Holiday, and Derek White. Love it. Now I I know I'm missing some guys there, but this I just didn't put that much thought into that. So Triple J, Brooke, OG, Smart, Dylan Brooks, first team, Bam, Giannis, Claxton, Drew, Derek White. I want I want to hear your all rookie teams. All rookies tough. Okay, let's get to this before we. Uh, what are we we're about at about an hour now? So we'll we'll probably get out of here soon. But we'll we'll hit some all rookies first. I want to hear what you Brett, guys. Real quick, can I? Oh ask yeah, you, yeah. Uh, I I missed your. You're all NBA kind of spout out real quick. Did you have any of the Cleveland Cavaliers on your teams? On my all defense? All defense, correct. No, but sh- that's tough. No. Okay. Uh, I wonder. Would you go Allen or Mobley? If I was to put one of them on, I would probably at this point, Allen. Yeah, that's tough. That's a tough one between those two for me. Because they're they're, uh, narrowly behind the Grizzlies in defensive rating per game, only by a a percentage of a point. Um, They're very close to that end than you expect. Mm, Yeah. You know what? I'd I'd have to. What's Milwaukee defense? Third. Third. But uh, almost a full percentage point back. Hmm. Who am I taking? You have have two bucks. In your top okay. 10, no cash. Mm. 
Oh, the no. Bucks. Wow, I've, I've missed Brooke. No, the Cavs, the Cavs need some representation there. Way to go, Mike. You just had me in a good mood, and I was going to take somebody <laughs> off. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's tough. I'd have to give that some more thought, but I would just say that one of those two would be on for me. I, cause it's funny. Cause like Jared Allen, I think by the metrics is like a more positively impactful defensive player than Mobley right now. But like, I just think you gotta value Mobley's his, uh, versatility. Versatility. Insane. Exactly, man. Like I just, I would almost go Mobley on that and I know I'm probably underrating Allen in doing so but and Isaac Okoro deserves a shout out too like if there was an all defensive third team like he might even be a guy I consider uh in addition to those other guys like he's you know say what you want about his offensive game but that guy is a monster defender um but yeah I think Allen or Mobley deserves one I'd have to give that some more thought but great call that's one that see that's just one that I overlooked so Glad you were there to set me straight on that. I just I don't want to think about who I'd have to take off right now. I'd hey, have to look at as, as a I I ooh, my people are I can't gonna, I'm, I'm, my maybe, people are gonna hate me, but dude, maybe Derek White. Maybe I'd slide OG to like guard and take off Derek White. And even though he's been fucking awesome too, I don't know. Has he been better than Smart this year? I don't know. I don't think about defense enough to make those kind of yeah, subtle I don't, distinctions. I don't think the, the Celtics don't deserve that many players in the top. I agree. They probably they probably deserve one, and Cleveland deserves at least one. Good yeah. call. That's a great call. Oh, all right. Cool. No, 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 no. that helps me out because I was gonna I was gonna say something. I might have regretted it, but I'm, I'm I'm not gonna say it. We're good. We're good to go. No, it's a, you're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. Shout out to the Cleveland Bigs, the Twin Towers. Um, all right. All rookie was tough though. This, this one I actually did think about. These are the kind of guys that I'd pay a lot of attention to. And Paolo's a lock for a first team. I would hope so. <laughs> he kind of feels like the only 100% lock. Oh, well, come on, dude. Come on. All right. Matherin. Thank you. Matherin is also a 100% lock. Those are the only two 100% yes, locks. I would agree with you. And now I've shifted this a little bit since I originally wrote it down. So now I've got Paolo, Matherin, and all rookie uh, all rookie teams don't have positions, by the way. They don't. This is, this is true. Paolo, Matherin, my guy, Walker, fucking Kessler. I love, dude. He's he's a monster. He's a monster. Shout out the Minnesota Timberwolves. Oh my god, what a disaster! Um, Fuck, I love it. I love it. (laughs) Shay, Um, but yeah, uh, dude, Kessler's already like one of the most impactful defensive players in the league. Like elite, 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 ninety seventh percentile rim protector. Um, I don't know what he is in blocks per game, probably like third or something, but. You know, you see the impact when you watch him play with the Jazz. Now I'm glad he's kind of locked into that starting role. And uh, man, he he's a heck of a player, and he can move a little bit too. You know, like I think he people just looked at him and kind of assumed he's like this big white stiff, but you know he can move a little bit. He's not going to be out there on the perimeter, you know, switching onto guards and like like a Evan Mobley or Triple J or something. But Claxton, but no, he's a He's like a Brooke Lopez type of rim protector almost. A little bit a little bit more mobile. I don't know. He's um he's awesome. So yeah, Walker Kessler. And then the last two on my first team, I've got Jalen Williams from the Thunder. Just a 
fantastic all-around player, um, has a lo- some legit playmaking chops, defends, um, just does a little bit of everything. Like He's been really good and really, um, really impacts winning. Come on, Brett. I, I'm waiting for you. I hope you have this guy on here. Otherwise, I'm going to make the case for him. I think you're going to, but I can't wait. Keegan Murray. That's, that's your four, right? No, that is no five. that's five. I already No, I've got Paolo, that's Matherin, five. Kessler, Jalen Williams, Keegan Murray. Yes, yes, you have to have Keegan Murray. I, th- I thought I thought you had uh, you had three there. Yes, 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 yes. Can I oh, – yeah. man, he's not going to make it, dude. I know he's not, but – don't say Beauchamp. No. No, 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 no. That wasn't what I was going to say. Who did you? No, it, it's a rookie. You really like this rookie a lot, too. AJ Griffin? No, not him. Duran? Yep. Durin, I got Duran second team. Yeah, he's, uh, dude, since, since he's been in the, the starting lineup, man, he's averaging 11.2 boards a game and he's at 9.4 points a game. And he's the youngest player in the NBA. And, dude, Jalen. Come on, man. You're, you're, you're 19 years old. I get it. You're an adult now, man. Get that passport situated, bro. Come on, man. Keep that thing, <laughs> keep that thing in the sock drawer. You always know where it is. Dude, come on, man. Got to get that passport handy. Let's go, man. Did he end up Did he end up playing in that game? I don't even know. Did he get it figured out, the Paris thing? That is a, even know. It's a very good question. <laughs> I think I he think did. I think he ended up in the country. He made it there? No, I don't know, actually. I actually have no idea. <laughs> That thing snuck up on me. Like I remember, I was just like, I was at Dave and Buster's, and I was like, "Whoa, there's a fucking Bulls Pistons game." Intense. Like there's a Pistons game <laughs> he on. Make, like what he did make it there? He did make. He dude, he had eleven and twelve. Wow. There you go. I was like, "Why is this game on right now?" It's like eleven a.m. Like what's going on? I'm like oh yeah, the Paris game. Um, but no, I've got him second team. I think he's already one of the best. Like probably one of the five best offensive rebounders in the league. Uh, one of the best dunkers in the league, like, and, and I think he's got a lot of room for growth. He's going to be special. I just can't, I can't have him over those other guys on, on my first team. Uh, but him and Jaden Ivy, um, are right there. So those guys are on my second team, and then Jabari Smith Jr. from the Rockets, been a little up and down, but I, you know, I think overall he's been pretty solid. I love, I love him long term. I love all these guys long term pretty much. And then AJ Griffin. For the Hawks, he's he's a little fringe for second team, uh, but he's hit two game winners, and he's been pretty solid. So yeah, he's got to be on there, I think. And then um, and then I've got Sohan, who I I think when I was first going to do this, I didn't have, but he's played so well, like his last five games. Jeremy Sohan from the Spurs, so he'd be. Have my we other figured guy. out halfway through the season yet if it's Sohan or Suhan? Suhan. I would. It's either Sohan or Sohan. I've heard both. I've heard the. I've heard it pronounced like it had a U, like Suhan. It might be. I don't know. Somebody I, told. I hey, I was just. Somebody just told me that Shay Gal, Gildas Alexander is Shy Gildas Alexander. Yeah, oh, they're, they're insane. I, I think I saw that too. I saw the same thing. It was on the Shy. starters. They were saying that it's pronounced, and then they were like, "No, he was just joking." And then the other guy's like, "Was he?" I've heard you pronounce it that way, Steve. You might have been right all along. Oh, dude, one of the few things I've been- I've always I've always said Shay, but I, now I'm like I'm questioning everything. I go with Sohan, but I don't know. I'm not a hundred percent sure on that one. Only because I hear it both ways. And now you're introducing a U into the equation. Now I'm just fucking lost. But yeah, that's that's just to recap. So first team: Paolo Bencaro, Walker Kessler, Jalen Williams, Benedict Matherin. Uh, Keegan Murray, 
And then second team, Jabari Smith Jr., Jalen Duran, Jaden Ivey, AJ Griffin, Jeremy, Sohan, Sohan, Suhan, Suhan, whatever it is. Hmm. So that's and since since nobody ever really cares about all rookie teams, who's gonna win the dunk contest this year? He was he was on my all rookie team. I replaced him with I replaced him with with Sohan. Um, he was there. Like he's he's in the net. Him and Dyson Daniels would be like my honorable mentions right now. And maybe that uh, kid from the Pacers too, Nemhard. But uh, mm-hmm. but he was Shaden was there. And you know what? After last night's game, it's very tempting to put him back on there. But Sohan also played really well last night. Shaden, no, that was so, one yeah, of Shaden's so better games. That might have been Shaden's best game. I'm not sure. It was up there. But uh, yeah, well, he's he's definitely winning the dunk contest though. He's he's bringing the dunk contest back. It's gonna be no. Nah, he's him, like him he's, and Mini Mart gonna be like uh, Levine versus Gordon two point Yeah, who's the, and then Mac Let's McClung is in it, and then they have yeah, announced yeah. he <laughs> yeah. dude. He might be the wild card. Like who knows? <laughs> I've saw some. I saw some clip of him doing. I don't even remember the dunk, but I was like, oh, nobody's ever done that before. Holy shit! Uh, it like I can't can't remember exactly what it was, but. Um, and then, uh, they haven't announced the fourth, right? No. Yeah. I, I'm actually a little mad. They just didn't do like extended mini mart for shade in time. Just give them like four rounds right off the bat. Right. Cause those guys are going to have some dunks. Shaden. There have not been many guys that fly the way he does like that alley-oop from last night. Oh my! I know it was like he caught it, God. and it was like he had to like take a couple steps while in air to get there. It's just, it's kinda... just crazy, man! Like how he's so good at catching lobs. Like I think you've talked about this actually, Mikey. Like just the way he like paces his steps, mm-hmm. you know, and like just times it. Like you see him running in transition, and like you know, he just times his his pace like perfectly. To go up to catch, he's he's one of the all time lob catching wings already. Like I, already, that, yeah. Oh, my the only God. thing that I I worry about him in the dunk contest is like he might make it look a little too easy. Mm-hmm. He's just like not just that, but like his you know his demeanor. He's that he's the most calm. Have that showmanship. He no, dude. He's the most calm player I've ever seen. It's like almost a little concerning at times. He's so chill on the court. But like, man, if your dunks are good enough, like that shit could even work in your favor. You know, yeah. like I think it's the guys with like lesser dunks when they're when they don't like get all hype. Like that's where it really hurts them. But I think if you are doing some of the best dunks we've ever seen, like maybe being chill even makes it look cooler. I don't know. I don't know if we've ever really seen that, but for sure, he he'll probably. I imagine he's gonna bust out a a Vince Carter jersey and. Do the elbow in the rim. Got to right the Canada thing. He's gotta. He's gotta. And he's already gotten like props from VC. Can we start calling him Air Canada? I was pushing for that the other day. The the other good one that I've seen it floated. Yeah, yeah. The other good one I've heard is uh, since since Dominique was the uh, the human highlight reel. Since Shaden is like our era's Dominique, he'd be the human TikTok. I, I, like that. I, I, I fucking love that one. Yeah, it's oh, that's good. I, I want to push for the human TikTok since we've had an Air Canada, but he can be I'm Air in. Canada 2.0. No, I'm in on the human TikTok. That's, <laughs> TikTok. that's great. That's great. Yeah, he's my pick. But uh, I mean, that's gonna be that's gonna be fun. I'm glad. I knew he was gonna be in it too. I got tipped off. 
I told I posted it in the group like three days before it was announced. I got I got tipped off. He was gonna be in it. Oh, I really my did. God, Brett Usher inside of Watch Out World. Hey, the, 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 the receipt the receipt is there, man. I got tipped off from a very reliable source. Tipped really. off, baby. Well, hey, man, that is gonna do it for us, uh, Mikey, <laughs> dude. Welcome to the pod, brother. We really love it, and we will talk to you guys next week. For myself, Mikey, and Brett, we'll see you guys soon. Peace. Thank you.